Welcome to Think Like a Penguin, The Art of Flying. This is the podcast to help you think outside the box, live more confidently against the grain and become your more authentic self. Penguins don't traditionally fly, but what's to say they won't one day? Welcome, welcome back. We are with Tom, my skate instructor. He's much more than just a skateboard instructor, but that's how we first met. And one of the kindest, most gentle, most interesting, most sensitive and just wonderful men I've ever met. And that says a lot because I'm not a man hater, but I obviously have, if you listened to my podcast last week, you will know that I am more uh, preference to hanging out with women and especially dating women. So um, thanks for being here, Tom. No worries. Thanks Legend. For, thanks for the long intro. Oh, for the yeah. Now we can't look at each other and it's really <laughs> awkward at the beginning. But um, could you just introduce yourself yep. a little bit and, yeah, what are you about? Yep. Uh, my name's Tom Elliott. Um, I would identify as like a skateboarder. <laughs> I've been skating pretty much... I'm, yeah, 32. I've been skating for... 22 years so it's taken up like the majority of my life and kind of like everything else in my life kind of evolves around or revolves around skateboarding yeah um i work in the skateboarding industry i'm like a content marketer for skate shops i teach skateboarding and i photograph skateboarding um photography is like another i guess uh side hustle of mine so i've been uh, photographing for about uh, 10 years so that's another big passion which kind of yeah evolved out of skateboarding um, skateboarding is such like a, a creative sport mm. um, and there's always cameras involved like trying to document and capture skateboarding so I was always kind of like gravitating towards yeah trying to capture skateboarding with whatever device I had yeah yeah when you first Obviously, when you go from teenager to adolescence and young adult, you're kind of in a position where you probably have to make some life choices. And I know that I was petrified about what I was going to do. Was it always you just knew from the get-go for as long as you can remember that you were going to do something in skateboarding or it's just evolved naturally and you kind of were in it so that you never got out of it and it's just always been a career? I kind of, I just got like so into skateboarding straight away. I just had this realization that like this is something I want to do for literally the rest of my life. Yeah. So I was like, how can I go about life with skateboarding as like number one priority, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So that was kind of my philosophy towards keeping skateboarding around. So, in a way, enviable because I I reckon a lot of people don't have a passion that is so strong that it just pulls them and they can work their life around that. Yep. but yeah, no, it definitely shows your your passion for skateboarding is infectious. And I was trying to think about initially, I can't even remember how we crossed paths or how I got referred to you to be my skateboard instructor. And I can't even remember how I really got into skateboarding. I, I tell people it's so that I can bond with um, the step kids, but I don't think it really was. It was an afterthought that, the kids all got boards for Christmas and I thought, oh, how lovely if we can all skate together and they've even had a few lessons with you. But yeah, I don't know how, how I ended up at 34 mm. being 
not as passionate as you, but I certainly love skateboarding and I can't imagine now not skateboarding. And I went to Esperance yesterday and I went and just walked and specifically to go and find the skate park. And I walked around the skate park like, ooh, yeah, this is a nice, like, smooth transition into the mini bowl. And, whoa, this 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 um, ramp's a bit severe and all this. And I was imagining I was on a board. I didn't take my board with me. But, yeah, it's, um, I don't know, did it, did I reach out or was it a, a shop? I think, it was, I think or... it was through Momentum. Okay, yeah, so, through a skateboard shop. Yeah. And here we are, sitting on my couch. Yeah. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty cool to see someone of your... Um, age and experience getting into skateboarding and being so passionate about it so quickly. Yeah, I was going right. to ask actually about that because I'm I'm aware that I approach life a little bit like a kid. So I so, don't really so do care <laughs> for my age yet and I don't really care for if someone's going to judge me or obviously I'm never going to break a law or deliberately do harm to society but I just think something might be fun and give it a go and I, I love that about life is that you're never too old to try something have you met that many other people of my age who've just out of nowhere gone I'm gonna try skateboarding yeah it's definitely definitely a lot rarer yeah um yeah. no there's definitely there are is people out there a little bit older their kids get into skateboarding and they see how much enjoyment their kids are getting out of it and then yep. they want to get involved yep so yeah, there is a bit of a stigma attached to skateboarding that it is for, like, youngins. And, yes, and I want to talk about that because when I first thought of skateboarding, I didn't really give it much thought because it wasn't part of my life, but I certainly made the assumption that it was lots of drinking, lots of loud music like 90s ghetto blasters, lots of unruly children or teens who have lost their way in life a bit and I could not be further from hmm. that. That's not, yeah. that's not the case. <laughs> so uh, I guess I could paint the scene of a skate park but let's take it through the day from like a 9 to 5 or let's go 9 to 9pm what you might find at skate park because I have been so surprised at what you find yeah. from your experience what would like a 9am through till 11am look like and then a, an afternoon shift and then yeah yeah um i'd say probably older crew are at the skate park in the mornings yeah um obviously like after school hours that's when all the school kids rock yeah. up and then like i personally would go to a skate park um ideally like after dark yeah that's usually when there's no little kids around yes um the a lot of skate parks these days have lights, so that's my choice. Go there after dark, avoid the youngins. I think my first lesson with you at Scarborough, I nearly took out a toddler. Yeah. I did not mm. expect there to be so many toddlers, but yeah. it makes sense. Like it's yeah. they're contained within the park. The yummy mummies can all just like stand around with their prams and have yeah. a chat, and the little think, ones run amok. <laughs> I think that there's a bit of a design flaw in. Scarborough yeah. Skate Park because it does the skate park itself just attracts people that aren't necessarily skateboarding. Yeah. So like you said, there's mums walking prams through the skate park because they don't realise it's actually part of the skate park. Yeah. So yeah, Scarborough's yeah, there's just too much going on in the small space. Yeah. Yeah. For mm. and we'll get more like off the questions and just go into a bit more of a flowing conversation. But for anyone that is anti skate parks. Let's just convince them of the reasons why. Because I would have had the assumption that, like Cottesloe, for instance, yeah, that's a good they want a new skate park. 
but then they really don't like all the kind of established yeah. residents there mm-hmm. are really anti it but maybe just like a back and forth um i can start with one and that skateboarding absolutely teaches respect yeah. like even just having to wait your turn or respect that yeah a, a kid who might be new is having to go at something and you need to just give them a little space and time and i think the taking turns is really really powerful yep agreed um yeah there's um, so many out there there are um yeah the Codazo situation is a good example to to yeah uh discuss <laughs> i guess like some old school views thrown around skateboarding yeah um, yeah like i said Codazo is trying to get a new skate park uh and a lot of or well, not a lot a small group of uh Kozlo residents uh don't want the skate park built and they threw out some accusations that were completely false yeah that skateboarders are drug users yeah um uh, very antisocial. Uh, We'd have to be bloody graffiti. skillful yeah. if, if you can skateboard whilst on drugs. Yeah, like, exactly. I struggle to not fall off when I'm exactly. stone cold sober. Yeah. Yeah. So, we, we, we had to address uh, a few of these statements by the Costa residents. And I, because I, I, that kind of triggered me, I was actually quite offended by what they were yeah. saying about us skateboarders. Yeah. So, yeah, they called us criminals, uh, graffiti. Wow. Uh, graffiti doers and drug users yeah um and they thought if cutters skate park was built it would uh, bring all this antisocial behavior to to the area um i would encourage those people to actually go and check out the skate park once it's built yeah um for them to be yeah, pleasantly it's just surprised. so naive isn't it it's just so ill-informed so don't mm. it's like pe- the typical people making comment when they completely haven't got a clue yeah like Trump supporters make throwing out ridiculous accusations. It's like, well, you haven't even read the other side or heard exactly, of the other yeah. side. So, yeah, I hope it does go ahead. Just as a, not obviously, I hope it goes ahead so that everyone can enjoy a skate park because it's such an amazing um, addition to any yep. area. But also so that after time, people can go, oh shit, yeah, it's actually not that bad. Yep. And we were wrong, and maybe even apologize. Yeah, that's, yeah. I hope, I hope that's the case. And that I was painting a case. mural actually in Cot, and every day there was this lady that came around with flyers as an anti skate park um, flyer. We're trying to get signatures. Blah, blah, blah. When, when was this? Was this recent? Oh, no, no, this is last year. Yep. And I didn't do anything the first day, I just took it. Second day, um, I was like, oh, it's a shame, you know, there's such, such a kind of um, adversity to this. And then the third day, I said, you know you're preaching to the wrong person because I'm actually a skateboarder myself. And she was like, no, you're not. I said, yeah, I am. <laughs> and she just couldn't believe it. She refused to believe it. I said, yeah. I love skateboarding. And I think she thought I was just saying it to be obnoxious. But mm. yeah, I love the proving people wrong. Yep. And going back to when you um, when we were saying about how there's so many kids and the parents sometimes get inspired, I just find it not heartbreaking is too strong, but I just find it such a missed opportunity when parents are sat on their phones or, yeah, no, normally just on their phones, mm. um, or, just, or just watching. You're like, why do you join in? Like, yeah, what yeah. a beautiful bonding yeah. activity to do with your kid. And, you know, all these excuses, I'm too old or I'm not good enough. And it's like, well, there's only one way to get confident yep. and comfortable on the board, and that is just to get, get on it. Yep. And start by just going on the flat and then... 
I remember my first session with you, I was so rigid and I still don't bend my knees enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, you get, you pick it up quite quickly. And I think another thing that is, has been fundamental for me as an adult, people generally um, stop trying new things. Like we get so stuck in our way. Yes, and, um, You get comfortable because you get really efficient at efficient at your job, efficient at your sport, whatever you play, efficient at being a parent. You just, you get kind of really good at stuff and then we don't grow. And when you don't grow, you don't feel alive and you don't feel fulfillment and you just kind of lose yourself in the routine of life. And skateboarding is so scary for me. There's like dropping in has been a huge mental battle, but the buzz I get, the fulfillment, the kind of excitement, because it's completely different I just feel alive when I'm at skate park testing my boundaries, pushing my pushing my boundaries. It's you can't beat that feeling. Mm. It's amazing. And obviously you can get it in completely different ways. You can get it with new relationships or trying a different hobby or a new skill or learning a new degree or subject or whatever. But um yeah, I think it's important to acknowledge that that it's such an opportunity to feel something that you really don't get to experience as kids unless you remember to try new things. Yep. You, your life just gets a bit mundane, yep. a bit same-samey. Yep. So. I agree with that. I, I constantly need to be doing new things to yeah, feel alive and yeah. make the most out of life. Yeah. If you get stuck doing the same old thing every day, are you really living? No, are you really? I think not. Yeah. <laughs> but we're quite uh, Some people might suit some people, but yeah, for me to feel alive and get the most out of life, I need to constantly been challenging myself yep. and trying new things and skateboarding really uh pushes me to to seek out that yeah um skateboarding is so diverse there's so many different uh let's just call them disciplines skateboarding yeah um that it, i'm able to always keep it kind of new and exciting yeah like i typically am like a street skateboarder and i'm a tranny yeah, <laughs> I learned this early on. I was like, "This is probably the only time in my life that I'm gonna associate I'm that word." <laughs> um, so that's that's what I'm skating a lot more now. Oh, you're skating tranny more. Yeah, cool. So I love that. I sound like I know what I'm talking about. Essentially, I like to transition, don't I? Yeah. And, the, and do you find that most people default into one or the pretty, other? Pretty so, much. Yeah. yeah. So a tranny is um, the skate name for someone that just likes to hoon around like wee and in my head I'm like yee and I'm just hooning around the park like jumping over these smooth jumps transitioning from one ramp to the next yep. whereas a street skater is all the amazingly intricate tricks that take a lot of repetition and practice and um, cuts to the ankles and bruises and falls yep. and stacks and I just don't really have the same kind of passion for that although I am trying to do a shove it. I'm still yep. trying to learn that yeah, trick. That's a street trick. It's a street trick, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, it's um, that I have actually way more respect for because of the discipline. And that's the other thing, obviously, skateboarding provides is this constant um, need to commit and need to practice and yes. um, discipline, mm-hmm. which yep. I think for any child, teen, adult to in, in, instill discipline into their life and commitment. Is amazing because yep. if you yeah if you don't do it you're gonna you're not gonna master each of the tricks and there is so much to learn I know yep so much no, never ending I feel honestly like I haven't learned anything at all I can drop in and that's it but that's probably one of thousands 
thousands yeah. of things. So yeah, hopefully, in, I don't know, 20, when I'm 50, I can start to do some of these yeah. little yeah, you'll, tricks. You'll, you'll pick them up. <laughs> hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Um, so in terms of outside of skateboarding or how you've um, ticked off the, the need to do new things or try out different areas... So you mentioned that you love your photography, but uh, what other things in your life have you done that aren't specifically just going to the skate park to skate? Uh, I'm really like traveling. I like exploring. Um, I constantly want to, yeah, just see new places. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've done a fair bit of traveling um, internationally as well as here in WA and and around Australia. I think a lot of people can relate to like that feeling you get when you're in somewhere new, like when you've jumped on a plane and you're in a, a different country for the first time. Yeah. That feeling is like... Do you always go and find the skate park if they have them or not so much? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Most of the time it's always... Like, I love that now. I know yeah. that ever used to and I've done a few regional jobs yeah. of late and it, yeah, I just love that normally the regional places actually have pretty good skate parks yep. but that that's even a point of interest like i yeah. make sure i go and check it out yep that's is... that's what's really cool like when you when you go to a new place for us skateboarders like the point of uh i guess reference is the skate park yeah it's like i don't know anything about this town I'm, i've come to but i know they've got a skate park let's go check the skate park out yeah and the skate park's usually in a really nice place really nice park yeah. So you base yourself at the skate park and then you're like, okay, we've got one landmark. Yeah. Let's see what else is in this town. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. But yeah, that's, yeah, always hunting for new skate parks and do they do exciting. essentially skateboarding all around the world or is it just to some? Uh, yeah, a little like the, the Western countries. Yeah. It's not so big in, yeah, some of the Asian countries, but it's growing in like China and Japan. Yeah. Um, Off the back of the Olympics. Yeah. A Japanese winner. Yeah, yeah, exactly, you know. Um, like, I don't think it's as big in, like, maybe, like, India and mm. some of the Arab, Arab countries as well. Um, so, yeah, it's, it, it'll get there, though. Yeah. It'll, it'll, it'll get everywhere. <laughs> I reckon after the Olympics, it just exploded. Yeah. Whether I'm, because I'm more conscious of it, and obviously I'm, I've got, my mind is on skateboarding, usually any given day within the week but I just see skateboards everywhere skate shops are popping up skate parks I just got a hopefully fingers crossed a job to paint a skate park which is super awesome thanks it just I don't know I didn't do anything to do that but it's obviously where you put your energy and where you put your intention I feel like the universe listens and provides so maybe I manifested that one I don't know I think so yeah (laughs) It'll be um, it'll be good if we get there. It'll be good. Indeed. And then with your photography, so you've been doing that as long as you've been doing skateboarding, or you just uh, pick that up? No, skate skateboarding came first. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, you were ten. So. I started. Yeah, I started when I was ten. Um, I was always we'd always been around a camera though when we were skating from the age of ten, pretty much. Yeah. When I started, it was always like, oh, I'm gonna try and learn this new trick, and if we were getting close, someone would usually get a camera out and try yeah. and film it or maybe take a photo of it. I have to admit, every time I've nailed a trick or nailed a new skill or dropped in from a new height, you're like, do you want me to film it? Yeah. And I'm like, 
I do, but I've literally done it once, Tom, yeah. and now you're expecting me, like I failed 20 times before this, and now you're like, cool, once, let's film it, and yeah. then you step away, because you're yeah. my yeah. absolute safety, like I always need you there, just so I can fall on you, or grab your hand, or like, and then, so then you step away, I'm like, oh shit, I'm not ready yet. <laughs> but that's, that's just usually how it is in skateboarding, if you yeah. get close, or if you land it, so yeah. it's like, oh, do you want to document this? Yeah. Let's film it, let's take a photo of it. And for uh, people learning to skate or people learning new tricks, I reckon it's really valuable filming it mm. just so you can go back and look at it. It's kind of like your homework. Yep. It's like, oh, I, I did this when I was doing the trick. Maybe I should do that yep. for this other trick or like, I don't know. It really helps me reviewing my skateboarding. Yeah. No, um, just a... watching myself skate. Like. It's it makes sense. Yeah. And it is so addictive. I'm just obsessed with watching yeah, it's a good looking sport. little skateboarding <laughs> clips on Instagram. And they had an amazing skateboarding, which we both went to, kind of archive video show just at Wireless Hill near here. And I just can't get enough. Like mm. seeing the, how the boards have changed shape and how the the skateboarding styles have changed shape and how people just use random like railings off of the side of buildings. Yep. And, pavements and stuff it's yeah it's really it's really amazing yeah and I guess I've never thought of this but I did a degree in sculpting and a whole skate park it's just like one giant sculpture pretty much yeah which mm. I never I never really considered that but um and obviously there's the painting of the decks so the the piece of wood or the, the actual yep. thing that you stand on is called the deck I only learned that when I started but painting that is like a no-brainer. I should honestly bring out a range. Like yeah. I really, I really should. I did a couple completely by chance. This is way before I started skateboarding. Um, there's this company, Livid Skate, and they had an amazing exhibition where it was an unused kind of warehouse um, space in Scarborough. And you were invited to do a painting on the deck and then they would, um, sorry, a painting on a, on a piece of canvas or a piece of paper and then they would transfer that onto the deck. So you could either purchase the painting or the deck. And I sold out of both of them, because I think they did two of each. And um, yeah, that was five, six years ago or something. But just to see all these decks, it was a non-brainer. It yep. was amazing to see all the art on there. But Yeah, skateboards are a pretty cool like medium to... And just to, to put up on the wall like yeah. as well. You don't have to... I've got yeah. one from a lady in Wales who's done incredible like wood cutouts her name is emma wood ironically as well but and i purely have it just for display cool. because it's just so lovely i don't wanna I yeah don't i think wanna, i, I think wanna. most skateboarders have a have a wall we call them wall boards oh yeah boards that you're not going to skate and that you just chuck up on your wall yeah how many like, have you got probably 50 uh, quite a few yeah, <laughs> yeah. kind of lost count we've got, we've, so... got, we've got six on display at the house and okay. that's a big stash yeah so. i was so proud for the one i did for you and then you're like you were lovely and you received it well but this is when you helped me with my exhibition. Yep. And then you're like, oh yeah, I've got a few of these. I was like, oh yeah, I guess you would. No, I'm not, that's, that's I'm not that special. No, that is special. Ah, okay. That's nice. Like, Tom. I think you nailed it with like, you because you painted Zero, like our dog. Yeah. Um, and Cooper's the beer. My yep. favourite beer. Yep. Oh, you nailed it. Oh, you don't have it here. You've got a Sotheby's. <laughs> Some of these. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, that's, um, that's pretty. That's yeah, pretty definitely, good. definitely um, pursue... Uh, art series on skateboards because mm. that's that's what happens in skateboarding like yeah. most companies release like a range of boards 
and they'll seek out a certain artist and we're like, yo, do your work on our boards and then they release like a series of different boards with, with an artist. So that's like a business chat now on the podcast. Would I approach a board company and be like, hey, look at me, I'm a skateboarder and I'm an artist. And then they might go... That's one way to do it. How would you... Because there's I'd, so many artists out there. It's just like, oh, hey, Ozzy. I would just, I'd just be keen for you to just get a bunch of boards, do your work on it. Yeah. Start there. And yeah. then you've got, that's kind of like your resume. Yeah, right. Be like, this is, this is what I can do. I don't know how I haven't done that already. <laughs> I've got some spare boards you can use. I should do this at the skate park if there's time. Well, after or during or the launch day of this... Once I finish painting the whole skate park, I should have some. Yes, that's a good so, idea. Okay, oh my gosh, I've got work cut out. Yep. All right. I like Make a plan. Make it a part of the event. Yep. Yep. That's a good idea. Um, you are very entrepreneurial in your little kind of endeavours around skateboarding. And you used to work for Skateboard WA. And now you want to do private lessons and push that a little bit more. We spoke about doing a skateboarding film, which hopefully will still happen eventually one day. Have you got any other things that you're wanting to pursue or on the horizon or uh, funny, weird examples of, you we were chatting before we started recording of things you've gotten involved in or yep. situations yeah. you found yourself in? Yeah, I've always, always kind of got like a project or two on the go and there's yeah. always something new on the horizon. Um, I, I think that's just being a yes person. Yeah, definitely. We're very similar in that regard is that we probably get enticed by an idea, think, oh, it could be interesting, say yes, and then worry about figuring it out yep. afterwards. Because I'm pretty sure when you help me with my website, I know you've dabbled a bit in that, but I don't know if you've constructed a website from the beginning or whatever, but I just love that you are a yes person. Yep. And you, that yeah. Does. It, yeah. I need to be a bit more mindful when I say nah. yes to certain things no because it does oh. it does i do say yes to too many things all at once and then like when i was doing your website yeah. i said yes to too many different things yes i did have to follow you up a few yeah. times like oh was, was, is it done yet yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i i like i i feel like i've just got these skills which i would like to use mm. um so if an opportunity presents itself i'll generally say yes mm-hmm. i don't really think about what else i've got going on in my life yeah um, yeah. So I'm trying to be more mindful with my decisions to take on new projects. I reckon, I don't know, half or more of the population could resonate with that. I'm just mm. thinking of just friends and various people in my life who shoot themselves in the foot and do themselves a disservice because they are so overwhelmed, so busy and just have too much on. And I'm very much talking from my own experience as well that you can never really then master one thing or give it one thing Mm. what it deserves. I think that with my sport and I believe, and I probably, I had the opportunity to represent at a national level, but because I simply couldn't give up on all the other sports, I've always had five or more sports on the go in my life, a competitive level at any one point in time, which is super fulfilling and really fun. And I get to hang out with loads of people and, it's really interesting, but then I never really excel. You know, I never get get up to a level I could get to. But yeah, we can't have it all in life, can we? Yeah, but um, that's for, yeah. I'm gonna bring it back to skateboarding. Skateboarding for me is what kind of keeps me. Uh, I kind of check in when I'm skating. Yep. 
Um, and when I'm too busy or overloaded with too much on, like I feel I don't, I don't skate well. Like I'm mentally not present enough to skate well. Yeah. So if I go through a busy period and I've said yes to like a hundred things, yeah. I'll, I'll go to the skate park and I'll be like, I'm not focused on skateboarding. I'm thinking about all these to-dos I need to do. Yeah. Um, cause I, I, skateboarding for me is like active meditation. Yes, I agree. So I go there to like clear my mind or like, I go there to enjoy skateboarding and progress in skateboarding, but at the same time, uh, it's active meditation. Yeah. And I use it as a tool to like help me get a bit of clarity. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just get my mind in a good space to like deal with whatever's going on. Yeah. And yeah, a lot of the times when I'm going through busy periods, I'm skating and I'm not present. Mm-hmm. And that's the first signs that like, I'm like, oh, you've taken too much on. It's such a good form of self-awareness, which is what I'm always promoting. And I was even saying to someone today that the whole point of my work is to try and help people to become more self-aware so they can then go through life in a more conscious way where they're being more present for their partners or they're being better at their work or they're just having self-awareness and checking in and knowing what, where your like prime level is is so important, but most people or so many people in life don't. They're just sort of going through life blind. Yep. And I'm the exact same with skateboarding. If I'm too tired, if I'm really stressed because there's little kids running around and making all the noise and I feel like I can't like cut my lines that I want <laughs> properly, I get annoyed. But it's then it's like, okay, well, what does that represent? That represents that I'm stressed in life or that represents that... If I'm too tired to skate, which is essentially just standing on a board with wheels on it, mm. then I'm probably doing too much and pushing yep. myself too much. So, yeah, it's, um, it's a really awesome point. that I don't know that it's quite meditation for me yet because I'm, I'm still worried about stacking <laughs> it at every turn. But, yeah, it certainly clears the mind. Yep. It's pretty, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's a good tool. And a very fun one as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give me uh, some highlights, some memories. If you think back on the 20 years that you've yep. been going, obviously, other than meeting me and getting <laughs> to hang out with me every week when we, when we do escape. But, yeah, anything that you just, like, blown away moments, places you've been or yep. experiences you've had. Um, definitely beginning skateboarding. The reason I started skateboarding is they built a skate park, like, 30 seconds from my house. Yeah. Um, so that was really exciting. And, like, a lot of my like fondest skateboarding memories are at that skate park. You would have been so cute. As yeah, a 10 little, year old. Little 10 year old had a helmet on. Uh, began. Um that skate park no longer exists, so what suburb was uh, it? in Claremont. Oh they yeah. Right. They had a skate park there. Oh it's far too bougie of Claremont to have a skate park, isn't it? Yeah they demolished it for like some apartments. Of course they did. Yeah. Yeah. Um so I've got yeah a lot of fond memories at that skate park. And the fact that it's no longer there, they're even fonder. Mm, yeah. Um, uh, Europe is a fun place to skateboard. So I've been to Europe a couple of times. I went over there with family. I've been over there with friends. Um, just being able to go to those countries is a blessing. And then go there with a skateboard with friends that skate. Yeah. Just amplifies it. So good memories in, in Europe, especially Barcelona. Yeah, right. Like most skateboarders can resonate with that. Like Barcelona is just amazing. Why? What? So the architecture. Okay. So as a street, of the actual, oh, the okay, itself, sorry. Like, as a street skateboarder, like Barcelona, you can literally just 
uh, leave front, leave your house, leave your front door, and you've got street spots everywhere. Wow. So that was really fun. Um, photographing skateboarding has been very satisfying. Getting photos published in magazines has been like bucket list goals for me. Yep. So I've had photos published in like local magazines and then Thrasher, which is like a big international magazine. Do you get recognised? Obviously they, they say who you are, but do they pay for that sort of thing? Or yeah. You, yeah, so yep. is it a good... Um, probably not lose of money, no, I it's, imagine. It's, but... it's, it's, not, it's not much money at all, to no. be honest. Yeah. Um, in comparison to like some of the other photo jobs I've done, skateboarding doesn't really pay much. No, but <laughs> um, that's obviously. But not it's what like I do. it's more, it's more, yeah, it's more rewarding for me. Yeah. Um, because yeah, it's kind of like bucket list goals to get photos published in certain magazines. Um, and I managed to tick most of them off. Yeah, nice. Um, it'd be nice to get like a, a photo on a front cover. Okay. That's kind of next uh, skateboarding photography goal. <laughs> What do you reckon you'd have to do other than, because I'm sure there's there's so many options for shots and the composition of an image, but you're going to have to do something completely out of the box. Like, what do you reckon? To, to, yeah, get, to like get it on the cover. Camera. What could be a gnarly shot that you'd be, yeah, you'd want to do? It's kind of more so shooting, I guess, the right person at the right um, time. Not, like yeah. off. Wouldn't be me then. <laughs> we could, we, we could we, construct we, something. Yeah, we, we, we could make it happen, I'm sure. But usually, usually with the big magazines, they'll put um, someone significant on the cover, mm. like someone that's just turning pro or has a interview in the magazine. Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily like the best photo that during that period will get featured. It's yeah. There's a few other elements you need to factor in. Yeah. So it's usually a good photo of someone who's got an interview in the magazine. And their sponsors are willing to chip uh, in a bit true. of money and stuff like that. Yeah. Have you ever been sponsored, wanted to get sponsored, go pro, been pro for a little bit? Like, what, what's how high yeah, have you got in your... That's a good question. And that's, like, one of the most common questions, like, skateboarders get answered. I never thought about, like, going pro. Yeah. Most skateboarders that get asked that question, or a lot of them would say that was, like, their goal when they were a kid. So isn't turn. it, like... I, don't, I can only imagine that the top 1% or 0.5% actually can make a living from skateboarding. How yeah, big is it in terms of a... It's something like that. It sounds about Because if right. you say, I'm going to go pro in like golf or yeah. tennis or you, just hundreds, yeah. maybe thousands at yeah. a push, but not, yeah, not that many. I never never thought of it that way. No. I was always like, I just want to skateboard forever and have as much fun skateboarding. Yeah. That was my goals. That's so cool. And like literally as soon as I started, I was like, this is the funnest thing I've ever done in my life. I just want to keep doing this. Yeah. I watched recently, or a while back, maybe six months ago, um, Chasing Monsters, which is a film about surfing and trying to surf mm. the biggest, craziest, stupidest, most deadly waves on the yep. planet. And this guy, even though it was super inspiring and I couldn't really relate because it, to me, it's just screamed of putting his life on, you know, at risk every single time. But he was chasing, essentially, the feeling yep. that he got when he was first standing up on a wave, his dad was watching on the beach and he was a kid and he said he's never quite managed to match that feeling yeah. ever again. Do you think that, I could, first of all, can you, can you think of the first or the most significant moment as a kid where you're like, oh my God, this is the best feeling in the world? And are you able to replicate that now still as an adult or do you feel like you're always going to have your first will be your peak and... No, I th I th I've been able to like keep upping my P 
peak experience, I guess. Yeah. I've just adapted and evolved. Yeah. Like, um, I guess some of my uh, best feeling skate moments when I was a kid were maybe like kick flipping down the set of stairs. Yeah. That was like to for people that have no idea what you've just said. What does what does the board uh, do when you do that? Or? So so you pop your board and your board flips. Okay. Um, flips yeah completely upside down and then back the other way. Okay. Um. And then obviously you land it. Yeah. Whilst going over on. stairs. So like. Yeah, keep flipping all the all the stairs at my local primary sc- at the primary school I went to was was fun. <laughs> so yeah, I still still hold those memories pretty close. I can imagine that Thomas, stop yeah, yeah. skating around the school. Yeah, it was kind of cool. There was like one set of stairs which was like right outside like our year seven classroom. Yeah. So every day at school we'd like walk up and down these stairs, and then I started skating with my friends from primary school. So you'd see all these stairs at school while you're at school, and then on the weekend you'd be like. We'd go back to the school and yeah. try and skate them. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. But I've been able to like continually get this peak experience. The highs, yeah. Yeah, just because I've, I've, and I think I've been able to do that because I've um, been able to adapt and change my skateboarding. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't just stuck to one discipline, what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Like maybe if I just purely said, hey, I'm going to street skate for the rest of my life, I might not be able to get some of these experience, peak experiences that I would have if I'd chose, like I've chosen to change and yeah. like go from straight to transition mm-hmm. and big bowls. Yeah. So I'm kind of like starting skateboarding fresh or the, from from square one again with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Especially like skating um, big bowls like Scarborough. Like I feel like I'm starting to skate again. It's 10 metres, by the way, for those listening. <laughs> 10 metres drop here. Like, it kind of goes inverted. It's not even just vertical drop. It kind of goes back on it. It's so ridiculous. It's pretty, and pretty then steep, yeah. the last time I saw you do it, I was filming you, and this kid was like, "No way, no way, <gasps> wow!" And that's literally what goes through my head: is what, what have I literally just seen? Because mm. it is so ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah, there's a handful of you that can do it kind of comfortably, which is. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say comfortable. Yeah. Yet. I'm, yeah. I'm working towards it. But you don't stack it because. Well, I haven't ever asked you actually what's your craziest injuries, but for me, I struggle to push myself beyond probably the comfort zone I need to in order to risk. I just feel like if I do that, there may be a more high chance of an injury. So I always sort of, I'm too safe in a way. And you see kids will, and adults, but mostly kids, They'll try an ollie and then they might like roll their ankle or they might hit their ankle on the side of the bar, um, the board or, you know, scuffs and fallovers and it's, they sort of just like bounce up. It doesn't bother them. So how would you say, well, what's your, fir- your worst and kind of crazy injuries, but then how do you just push the limits enough that it doesn't matter if you get injured or you learn not to get injured? I'm thinking of one person and I think you know who I'm thinking of who constantly injures themselves and I don't want to break my wrist eight times mm. so I, where's the balance how do you how do you find that um I through experience for me I know when I'm pushing my own limits mm. and that's when it gets into that area where I could hurt myself yeah and I don't step into that area as much these days did so, you as a kid though? You would, yeah, as a kid yeah. because you don't have as many responsibilities. And, yeah, of course. And like you can you don't have to like, be able afford, to drive. Or... Yeah, you can afford to get hurt if, yeah. if that makes sense. Um, 
when I was a kid, I broke my toe. That's the only injury I've wow. had. Wow, that's touch so wood. mild. Touch that's wood, amazing. I've never really had any serious injuries. Wow. At all. Um, so you must land trips first time, or you must just land them in I'm a way just, that. I'm just pretty wise and like a bit reserved about it. Yeah. Um, I really pace myself these days. Yeah. I find, or from experience, like a lot of times where I'm, I get injured, or when I see my friends get injured, they don't kind of warm up or like pace themselves yeah okay. they just go straight into it and just try something a little bit out of their comfort zone yeah too too soon yeah. um i really yeah i take it slow and steady these days yeah um and have you ever had so obviously i'm trying to do an axle grind at the moment and i just can't seem to quite land it that's where your side on along the top of they call it the railing so the top of the um is it called the railing? Coping, coping, coping. coping. Yep. Sorry. There's like a metal strip that goes along the top of some of the ramps. So you're parallel to that and then you spin the board around and you kind of like nosedive into land the, the ramp. And I can't quite do the night nosedive bit yet. If you weren't there, but I'd have tried that, I would have hurt myself like many, many, many times over. But how did you do it without hurting yourself many many times over i did hurt myself oh you did <laughs> yeah. okay you used to do crazy injuries but it, yeah yeah um so yeah i i've got one memory of myself trying to do an axle stall yeah at my local skate park when i was quite young and i hooked up so like i didn't quite make i didn't quite get both of my wheels yeah to where they should be and one kind of stayed up on at the top yeah and like hooked up on the coping yep and I fell from the top to the bottom. I think once you have one of those experiences, that way you do get hurt from trying a trick. Yep. And it's kind of obvious why you got hurt. You can kind of learn from that. You're yeah. like, I'm never going to put that my mistake. foot there or like yep. approach it that way again. Yep. I have to say I was pretty shaken. So I busted my shoulder off of a drop-in. Oh, nine months ago now, I'm still rehabbing it, so yep. it's still a bit dodge, and that really unsettled me. But in a way, almost confirmed what I needed to do the next time. Yeah, in that exactly. I so don't lean back, Livy. Don't yeah. even though yeah. you're trying to pump because Tom's told you to pump out, yeah. but don't do that just yet. Um, yeah, um, yeah. Maybe I need to then start being a little bit more brave. Perhaps I'm holding back too much, but I've got. An example of somebody who's a very good skateboarder, but I definitely don't want to push myself as far as her. But as well, I feel like I'm not progressing as quick as I would want because I'm also aware of other amazing skateboarders who are very young and they just sort of doing new tricks every day, it seems like, and pushing, pushing. So really inspiring because there are some lovely skateboarders in, in WA that I can aspire to be like. I sh shamefully, I have to admit that I, a year from when I started, I said to you, I want to be able to drop in at the bowl at Scarborough a year from now. And you're like, yeah, yeah, you could do that. And I was like, yeah, yeah, cool, I can do that. A year has passed since that time and I have not done that yet. But That's all right. It's, you, it you, will happen. You definitely have the skill. You just need a bit more experience. A bit more. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you could technically do that, but the fact that you've never skated anything that big. Yeah. I just need That's to like keep pushing myself, yeah. and without you there, you're my safety blanket. I need to know that I can do it yep. without you yep. standing there. 
So maybe I have to get a life-size cardboard cut out and just like, <laughs> take that with me maybe. to every park. Yeah, you'll get there yourself. Yeah, hopefully. no doubts about that. Mm, yeah. Um. Yeah. Cool. So what's what's next? What are we aiming for in terms of challenges or? I just want to keep skateboarding as long as I can. Yeah. Um, that's obviously number one priority. Uh, um, like I was just saying, I'm just trying to look after my body and skate to how my body allows me. Actually, on that, what do you do off the park or when you're not skateboarding or how do you look after your body? Because I've yeah. certainly noticed my knees, I yeah. feel my knees much more, my feet cramp weirdly because obviously I'm gripping too hard on my board and then my butt is getting a great tone in okay. waves that I've never known. Okay. Like, I've gone to the gym on and off for years, and, um, yeah. Anyone that wants a nice little toned ass, yeah. take up skateboarding. skateboarding. But, yeah, I have to stretch my glutes more. Ah, true. Um, my hammies. Yep. But how do you stay more um, conditioned? When I'm... I'm going to be completely honest. I've been a bit lazy with my... Um, looking after myself lately. Mm-hmm. But when I'm, when I'm in, like, optimal state... I'll float and do yoga. Yeah. So float therapy is uh, you lie in a body of water in a pod. Mm-hmm. Uh, the water's full of salt, um, so you effortlessly float on the surface. Um, and then the pod closes up, uh, lights go off, and you're... It's like a boom. You're like in a womb. Yeah, exactly. And then you're deprived of all your senses, so you go into like a very restful state. Yeah. Um, while absorbing... Um, Epsom salt, which is really good for like um, joint pains and your skin and all that. So I would use that. I used to work at one of those centers, mm-hmm. so I'd use that once a week. Um, during that period, I was doing yoga as well. Yeah. And I found yoga before skating. Like my ideal day of recovery. Uh, yeah, let's say recovery would be probably yoga in the morning and then a float in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, I found those two tools for me personally were like the most beneficial for looking after my body to keep me skating as yeah. long as I want to. I did try a float once and I found it really, probably because I wasn't in a good state of mind, but I just got bored. But then my neck got sore as well. And then I would I would drift off, it was very relaxing when I wasn't thinking I was a bit bored, but then I would float over to the edge and like, and like dog to the edge and you're like, ah, damn it. And it would, yeah, it would um, disturb me a little bit, but yeah, I guess transitioning the float in theory and the benefits of that, I'll just go into the ocean and just block in the ocean. Yeah, that's not a good call. The ocean for me is very healing. Yeah. Um, It's going to be salt water. I Um, think the ocean honestly heals Everything. Yeah, 100%. I, yeah, I can't remember That's there cool. was this phrase about water is all you need in any crisis. Either you cry, sweat, or cleanse. Yeah, true. Yeah, and I it's, about that. Yeah, yeah I'm, true. I'm not saying the quote in a really punchy no, get, way, but it's essentially that. that's it. Either you have a cry, you, you do some exercise and sweat, or you wash it off. And um, every pretty much every day... I will try and get to the ocean. Yep. And this morning, I was in Esperance. It was a thunderstorm, literally thunder and lightning, pissing it down with rain. And we went to Twilight Beach, and it was bonkers. It was, like, freezing cold. No, obviously, no one was there. And I'm not sure if you're supposed to go in the ocean when it's lightning, thunder and lightning, but we did anyway. I hope lived yeah, to nice. tell the tale. Nice. But 
so cleansing, yep. so restorative, just cold cryotherapy is a whole thing in itself, that's just cold water, submersion. Hi Ozzy. And um, yeah, I think that's really a beautiful thing because something there's something very grounding and um, solid about skateboarding, like your, your weight and your gravity, even though you're skateboarding along and you're quite fluid, it does feel quite heavy, maybe because yeah, it's yeah. around the park and just yeah. like solid lumps of concrete all around. And then to transition that, like counteract that with the ocean. Pretty, it's good um, balance, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty, uh, pretty amazing. It and is. then yeah, yoga can't go wrong. Yeah, I've been very lazy with my yoga. Um, what type lately. of yoga is your? Ah, uh, vinyasa. Vinyasa, a little yeah. flow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I need to get back into yoga. Yoga is one of the best tools for me. Just not just with helping with skateboarding, but just everything in life. Yeah. That got my body in like optimal state. Yeah, I did it after. So I played rugby for years, and then I came to Perth, and they had a back then it was thirty days for thirty dollars. Yep. And I assume they do that as a maybe introduction offer, assuming someone might come two three times. Yep. And I was like, right, I'm going to do it every single day for thirty days. I'm going to yeah, get awesome. my money's worth, a dollar a class, yep. and see what happens. And it was transformative, yep. not only just physically, but it helped me to see my body and see where I had like a weird raised shoulder, I had scoliosis, I had a knee that was out of whack, my hip, and it was, I just learned so much about my body, but then also obviously the mind. Mm. So powerful. That's what I like about it. So powerful. Physical and mental. But yeah, I think if I didn't find skateboarding, I would have probably pursued yoga. Yeah, right. Well, we should do a skateboarding art yoga retreat. Yep. Do you want to do it? That'd be pretty cool, yeah. I'll be up for it. Yes. <laughs> and obviously, I mean, one little artsy activity would be people painting a deck. Yep. And then they could actually ride. Do you call it ride? Skate. I say ride. Skate, somewhere. ride, yeah. Skate the deck that they paint. Yep. Or they could have mm. it as a wall deck. Um, oh, let's look into this. We just need to get a location. Do you know anyone with, like, a desert or <laughs> a, a beach hut or... Somewhere out in the country. We'll figure it out. Yeah, I'm sure we can figure it out. Yes. Or even Bali. We could just rent a place. That'd be really cool. I'm off to Bali in a couple of weeks. Very jealous. So I'll suss out. I'll do they some have, scouting. They have, there's two places that I know of in Bali that have like a... You stay there. Yeah. And they've got a skate park which you can use. Have they? Yeah. There's one in Uluwatu and... I can't remember where the other one is. But you can, is like it only for guests? A bit like a private know. pool, like you can't just rock I up and be like, know. oh no, I'm I just think... from Perth, I heard about it. I'm just... I don't know, I think Balinese are pretty flexible. Yeah. I think you, anyone could go and oh, skate the parks, look. you might need to pay a little fee. I might but yeah, there's, that there's two places, there's a lot of skate parks in Bali these days. Huh. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's two places I know of that have skate parks at their, their stay location. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, there's a new one as well in Uluwatu, which looks amazing. Okay, maybe we do it there. Yeah, do a that'll work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Because although I'm not a yoga instructor, I have been asked to instruct classes before. Cool. And I'm like, no, no, that's actually not legal. I mm. can't call it. I'll just call it something else then. Just call it like stretch. Yeah. <laughs> this is my old employer. I was like, nah, I'm not comfortable to do that. But I have certainly done enough yoga that I can teach a flow and awesome. know the basics. Awesome. So. Yeah, that's cool. Awesome. All right. Anything else you want to chat about around the world of Tom? Mm, 
I just want to thank you for holding this space and letting oh, me share. Yeah. Yeah. Long time. When I, when I get put on the spot. Sorry, I can I ask you then a question? Because I know yeah, I just yeah. put you on the spot. Um, and this, I'm forgive me if I'm wrong in this, but I think you are quite similar in with as me in that you're quite sensitive and a happy introvert. Yep. And I know that you you're super friendly, really lovely, and very approachable, and being a skate coach and working in a shop and being a promoter and all this stuff you have to kind of have that side of you but similarly to me I really struggle sometimes with the fact that there's always people around and people expect you to be happy and give and I guess that's a generic introvert in that it's just quite overwhelming and draining Mm -hmm. we both have underactive thyroid which in itself it's quite different but it still requires consideration around energy levels and sometimes we just can't give and our our mindset goes we both experience like fuzziness there's times where I've I've rocked up for a lesson and I'm like oh mate I can't I don't have it in me today and you've you've rocked up and said I'm not quite feeling kind of myself today and we get it because we both have underactive thyroid but in terms of setting boundaries around or talking around the fact that you're you need you time Yep. I don't really know anyone else in my life that needs that in the way that I need it. And how have you gone about going, give me space, yep. or I need some space, please. Yeah, I, I guess I guess I need to be a little bit more vocal about it. Like I, yeah, like I said, like I'm an introvert and I need to recharge when I go through extroverted periods. Yeah. I'm not very good. I'm very good at identifying when I need my rest and recharge times. Yeah. But I don't necessarily vocalise it with those around me. Do you think I that's because you don't off. want to offend them or you think no, that they'll judge you or you no, just can't no, be asked? It's because, it's because I think if, this is probably completely wrong, if I, if I do share it with them, then I'm still engaging and they'll kind of reach out to me and be like, uh, okay. um, but I just kind of want to switch off from everyone. I don't want to even have that kind of... Yes. I've had this with an ex in that the expectation was for me to say when I need a space. Yep. But it's too late. By the time I need space, I'm already in the I'm I'm having space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's hard to come out of that to then go, oh, I just to let you know I'm in this space where I need space, but I've just popped out of that space so that I can be like, hey, reaching out. Yeah, yeah. You you kind of already it's too late, and you you can't you can't really also know when it's coming on. I don't know if you find it sort of creeps up on you, and you're like, oh, I suddenly feel overwhelmed. I need to be a hermit. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty good at identifying it now. Okay. Just because I've gone through it a fair few times. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I just I just need time by myself. I'm always going to be like that. I think. Because I, I really enjoy it as well. Have you ever? Do you know of anyone else in your life that is the same? Um, I don't know. Maybe not as extreme as me. My uh, last girlfriend, she she'd need alone time to recharge. Mm. So we yeah connected over that. But um, yeah, I'm just very happy and comfortable by myself. Yes. So when I'm same. when I do feel like I need these recharge periods and I spend a bunch of time by myself, um, I actually really enjoy it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think get a lot it's, out of it. it's it's hard not... for people to understand that need because I certainly feel that. And then when you do want to reach out to them, or if you feel a bit lonely, or if you want to be able to connect. Sometimes people, I, this is an assumption, but I, I do think people are like, well, you weren't there 
five months ago or three months ago or you weren't there last month so why do you suddenly want to be friends now like it's they take quite personally like almost like you can't pick and choose you're either all in or you're all out yep and I have felt very lonely I've spoken about this quite a bit over different podcasts but very lonely throughout most of my life because I feel like because I'm not always wanting to be on as a friend and available 24-7 people don't don't know how to handle that are they don't accept that as like yep. a, it's either you have to be always there all the time. I'm wanting to be around them all the time or not. So, yeah, I'm probably not as well equipped to know how to handle that need for space yet and ask for it and just. Yeah, yeah it's a tricky one. Mm. It took me a while to like learn how to go about it. Yeah. But, um. So often people, I think, take it personally as well. Yeah, like it, that's, they think that's it's what I'm a bit worried about. I used to be worried about that. Yeah. But now not so much, because I'm like, I need this time. Yeah. Can't really think about other people right now. Just yeah. got to think about myself. Yeah, no, that's good. Mm. I think it's important as well. I actually get a bit concerned when people can't be alone or they... Uh, yeah, that is very concerning, I think. If you, if you don't love yourself or if you're not happy with yeah. yourself, how are you going to be happy with any other relationship yeah. in your life? I've also said something similar with a friend that she was actively looking for a partner for ages. And I said, well, would you go on a date with yourself right now? Good question. And she was like, no, I would not want to date myself right now. So I was kind of like, well, then that's a bit unfair then to expect someone else to want to date you as you are currently. Like you want to, you should be able to take yourself on a date. Yep. And I... Most Sundays, not every Sunday, because it depends how many good films there are. But I have a routine of taking myself to the cinema, usually weekly, if not fortnightly, on my own. And I love it because it's me time and I get to, I don't have to talk to anyone. I don't have to like find energy or there's such a joy in just being, it's not selfish, it's just being indulgent. Oh, yeah. indulgent. I love it. I'll keep doing that. So is your thing a skate, is you'll go for a skate on your own or you'll have like... No, I don't really, uh, I don't, yeah, don't get much enjoyment out of skating by myself. I want to share that experience. So I always so skate with others. So different. Yeah. I prefer skating on my own. But I'm, maybe that's because it's for me, a, that's my outlet yeah. away from life. Whereas for you, obviously, it's a very, very social. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, when I'm going through my recharge periods, I don't really I skate too much. It. Yeah. <laughs> Owning it so much, it's yeah. got a name. Yeah, That's really. I, yeah, got a lot, get a lot out of it, like I said. But yeah, I'll probably avoid the skate park for a little bit. Yeah. Because, yeah, like I was saying before, like usually when I'm not feeling myself, if I'm trying to skate, I'm not present. Yeah. So I don't skate very well. Yeah. Therefore, I don't enjoy it as much as I could. So I've just decided not to skate when I need to recharge. Yeah, right. Um, so yeah, I usually just... I know spend quiet time at the house and just go for walks. Nature. Yes. Like the best one for me is just yeah, sitting in nature or spending time in nature. Mm-hmm. That's how I recharge the quickest. Like going to the ocean. Yeah. Like on an off day when I'm like, oh, I don't feel hundred percent, go to the beach. Yeah. Spend a lot of time at the beach. <laughs> Absolutely. Because that's a nice place to spend time with friends or by yourself. Yeah. It's my go to a hundred percent when yeah. I feel overwhelmed emotionally or mentally or just stressed or just in life, just try and get away. And I really struggled when I first arrived that I couldn't like, I felt like I couldn't get 
out. I couldn't get away from. So in England, there's these where I, where I come from is the Malvern Hills, and they're a bit like the Sterling Ranges, but they're ten miles of just rolling hills, but a few thousand feet up. So you have to walk a half an hour to get up to the cool. top, um, or I don't know, an hour, and then you can find a space where there's no one around, and you can look down. Here in Perth, there's nowhere you can just find a space. Like even up in the hills, when I very very first arrived, this was like ten years ago, and I was not in a great headspace. I really lost in myself and in life. And I actually, ironically, saw Garden City on the map. And I saw Garden. And I was living in a hostel. And I got a bus to Garden City. Garden City, obviously, is Burragoon Shopping Centre, mm. the furthest place away from nature <laughs> you could possibly be. But I was like, I was so desperate to find and connect with nature that I... Yeah, I went to Garden City. <laughs> Luckily, there's Wilder's Hill nearby, so I yeah. kind of meandered into there. But yeah, there's something so powerful, and it's like a hug. Like, sitting in nature, I was even saying this just yesterday. I went to a school way out in the sticks in Esperance, and we drove back into Esperance town. It's about a half an hour drive, and it reminded me of the British countryside, and I said to the my colleague, this is like heaven for me. If I wasn't doing my life now, I'd want to live on a farm. As, cool. art, as a farmer artist kind of just like live on a farm and he was like I just don't get it hey like I would yeah I know that I wouldn't like that at all I said my favourite place would be a meadow just an empty meadow just put me in there 25 degrees <laughs> just sunny bright little bits of cloud for shade and yep what about the beach <laughs> a meadow on the beach yeah a meadow on the beach yeah a meadow on the beach yeah I wonder how many people don't realise the benefit of you, um, nature and miss that because they just don't make time for it it's a bit like if you don't know the benefits of skateboarding you're not going to go down to the skate park yep and mm. jump on your board yep and so maybe this is a good reminder for people that if you haven't been out in nature for a while or if you yeah do it not gotten away from people just try it yep. it would be such a weird alien thought yep. but just like five years ago i would have never dreamed of get, jumping on a skateboard and going to a skate park I uh, I can't like imagine a world without it now. So if you're like, no, nah, I'm not a nature person. It's not my vibe. Maybe it's a good opportunity to try it. Definitely. Because it's. I would, I would encourage yeah. Oh, the sounds and smells and the sights and yeah. just like a little flower and a little bee and yeah, yeah the shadows of the tree. It's just. Yeah, no, because nature is so beautiful. Yeah. There's so much of it as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, too many people just spend too much time in front of screens these days. Yeah. So we're, I think as a society, we're losing our connection with nature. Oh, That's I pretty agree. actually very obvious. Yeah, yeah. That we're yeah, polluting and yeah. not looking after nature very yeah. well at the moment. Yesterday at this school I was at, I did an activity where it was a scavenger hunt. So I wrote a list of all natural things, like 20 twigs, um, something beautiful, something blue, something round, five leaves, blah, blah, blah. And the kids had to go and scavenge for these things on the school grounds, come back and then create an image out of all the bits that they'd, they'd got. And um, they, the kids were like, well, where's it, where are we going to... Because I said a potted plant, because I knew that there was a little um, kind of nursery there. And the kids were like, where's the, where are we going to get a potted plant from this? I don't know where the potted plants are. I was like, 
you live here, mm. you live on these premises and you haven't seen that there's a nursery. <laughs> like, what? Mm. But they just had so many of them, didn't even know they had a nursery on oh, their wow. school grounds. And that was like, whoa, this is sad. Yep. So, yeah, it's scary. I hate screens. I don't have a TV. I don't yeah, know yeah. if you've ever lived without a TV for a period, but yep. it's... It's very beneficial. Ah, love it. Yeah, Some it's good. Good. good book, sat next to a tree. Yep. And uh, can't go wrong. So true. Yeah, that's what I'll bring back skateboarding. That's um, one of the most common things I hear from parents and people watching skateboarding. They're really appreciative of the people doing it. And they always say like, oh, at least they're not at home staring at a screen. Yeah. They're out and about. Um, yeah, same with like anyone getting out and being active. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's just so much more value in doing that, I believe, than... In front of a screen. Yeah. Because I think too many people end their day and their kind of downtime is just watching a movie or like the latest Netflix series. Yeah. And that's their way of switching off. But I don't think you fully switch off. No, you don't. Or... You just change channel. Yeah. To use the metaphor that you're just switching your brain to be Mm. engaged in something else, but it's not calming your brain. It's not making space or clearing your mind. It's just filling it with more. Yep. Just in a different way. Yeah, it's kind of scary and a whole other episode, I reckon, and mm. screen use and how detrimental that is. I, we yeah. never had a TV growing up, which yeah. is probably why I don't feel the need to have a TV in my life. Um, and I never really have. When I had previous relationships, there was TVs in the room, but I just, yeah, I just don't miss it because I just feel like... If you, for three hours a night or two hours a night or even one hour a night, that's ten hours a week. Yeah. That's a whole day where I've yeah, just I sat watching something. Yeah. Maybe awesome if it's like sport or informative or you can learn from it or it's, I don't know, even if it's family time, like some would say, oh, you come together as a family, we all watch the same show and it's like, mm. yeah, but are you connecting or... Yeah. There's definitely like a time and place for it, but... Yeah. I think, yeah, if there's ever an opportunity to get out and do something outside, Yeah. take that over, over screen time any day. <laughs> yeah, 100%. 100%. Well, thank you so much. No worries. Thanks for having me. Lovely. I feel so, so relaxed in your presence. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <Likewise. that now. laughs> yeah, no, it's lovely. We could chat all night. So, um, thank you. Um, I don't know if there's any closing. Normally I do a bit of a, there's a sort of a theme and then we'll, I'll give a, a bit of wise wisdom at the end but I guess mine would just be give it a go yeah at the bottom of my board I've got think of the growth um I just wrote that because I paint always paint the bottom of my boards to make them feel a bit more personal and honestly the the growth from doing something new challenging myself facing my fears has has um spilled over into life because when I think about how scared I was dropping in on the kind of medium height at Perry Lakes and how that took almost a year. It did. It took pretty much a year to build up the courage and I had to promise the kids at school and we would do goal setting. I was like, damn it, now I'm going to have to do it because I've told you I'm going to do it. But after I've done it, now I just think, well, if I can do that based on how scared I was, I can honestly do anything. So just... Step outside your comfort zone. If you want to grow, if you want to be fulfilled, if you want to have a spring in your step and you want to feel like there's more excitement in life, 
the only way you're going to do that is to try something new. So if it's not jumping on a skateboard, which I hope it is, then yeah, just try something. Step in a direction that you've never stepped before and it can only be a better outcome. Agreed. I think you're a very good example of that and I hope you inspire people to do exactly that. I hope so. I hope so because it's so fun and yeah, I a, a few times parents are going, wow, that's so inspiring, that's so lovely and I'm thinking, great, so get on a board then, what yeah. are you doing? You're still watching though, aren't you? So yeah, if I, I mean that would just be a bonus add-on if I can inspire someone else to give it a go but really I just feel very fortunate that I found skateboarding and I can get so much out of it. Yeah, likewise. I'm very grateful that I found skateboarding at such a young age. Yeah. Like, it is my passion. Yeah. So being able to find, like, my passion at 10 years old, is, I feel very blessed. Yeah. Amazing. So, yeah, that'd be my, I guess, passing, or my final words. Yeah. Like, yeah, find what makes you, find what you're passionate about, yeah. stick with it. And just keep trying to grow through it as well. Yeah. That's so important because people do find a passion. It's easier to feel passionate about something in your in your youth. Yep. And then there's this almost expectation that, well, because I'm a mature adult now, because I have responsibility and because I, you know, have a job and have children and blah, 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 therefore I have to let go of my passion. That's just so sad. It and is. Yeah, of course. There is a responsibility to not get injured and to not like throw your body around so much that you can't function as a parent or a colleague or whatever. But yeah, maybe maybe part of why I do these podcasts and do what I do in life is to remind people that they need to keep bringing in the things that they loved in the past and yep. keep reminding mm-hmm. themselves what makes them tick and what makes them feel like a kid again. And yep. yeah, makes life fun. Because what's the point? If life's not fun, what's the point? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Seek happiness and whatever makes yeah, you feel good, keep doing it. Cool. Awesome. Alrighty. Thank you so much. Thanks for no listening, worries. everyone. And we will catch you next time.